The following podcast is sponsored by the new Hood College Gear Shop. The gear shop replaces the old Hood College bookstore. Most of us remember the bookstore as just a place where we bought or rented books. Well, that's not the case anymore. The Hood College Gear Shop is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The gear shop has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or a collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The gear shop has your back. Need a last minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is the Hood College gear shop has you covered. For all your gift, school, and snack, blazer branded clothes needed. So the next time you're in wit, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, James Fay, and the name of this podcast, Sidelined, and receive 10% off your purchase off of any Hood branded merch. Thank you for listening, and let's get into the show. Welcome to Sideline. I'm your host, James Fay, bringing you a podcast about injured athletes who want to share their story and the mental battle they experience trying to get back on the field. Each week, I will invite different athletes, parents, coaches, trainers, and therapists to the show for a conversation about their perspective and what it takes to recover from a serious injury. I hope that as you listen to these stories, you can relate to them in some way so you don't feel alone battling back from injury yourself. So sit back, relax, Enjoy the show. Welcome to the first episode of Sideline. My name is James Fay, and joining me today is Logan Rhodes. Today, Logan brought along with his good friend, along with, oh my goodness, <laughs> wow, we're getting nervous here. All right, here we go. Let's, let's hit the restart. Welcome to the first episode of Sideline. My name is James Fay, and joining me today is Logan Rhodes. Logan brought with him his good friend, Sammy Patnick. Happy to have you guys on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. All right, Logan. Tell me a little about yourself, man. Just want to know a little about you. Tell me, you know, we're we're here to talk about your injury and your story. Like, share with us. Get into it. Let's go. All right. So I'm currently a junior right now. Play lacrosse um, on the men's team. And freshman year, I came in uh, best shape of my life, doing military ROTC class, um, running every day, doing our lacrosse class, just lifting every day as well with. Um, my roommate who wasn't my roommate at the time, Sam, and coming into the season felt great. Uh, first game came around, got to play with Sam, two freshmen starting was huge, was a great accomplishment. Then obviously with COVID, COVID struck, we lost a game. So we had like a nice little break. We were able to relax and coming back into that second game, I took a bad hit in like the first or second quarter. And immediately I knew something was wrong, but I was already dealing with a calf injury. So I was on a bunch of Advil just to get through that and couldn't really feel my body just with adrenaline medicine. Towards the end of the game, I was limping. I could just feel the pain starting to come up. And, you know, that's really where it all started. Then we came into our third game, went out again, wasn't supposed to be playing didn't practice all week, didn't lift, didn't do anything, was just rehabbing all of practice. Went in, first play, was real sore, came out, 
got all wrapped up real tight, could barely move, played through that game, and was just struggling, limping the whole time to the point where at the end of the game I just collapsed, couldn't walk, couldn't put any weight on my leg, and immediately from there was on crutches and, you know, just battling everything, trying to do schoolwork, trying to, you know, figure out what was wrong with me. What was going through your head? Like, what were you thinking the injury possibly was? Like, did you did you think it was your hip or? You know, at the time, I knew it was my hip. I thought, you know, it was just a pull groin muscle or just a strain, nothing crazy. And after our athletic staff that we have, they were awesome through it all, real patient with me and took really good care of me. They they advised me that I should go, you know, get it looked at. And at the time, it, it really upset me just because I've never sat out of a game before. And that was the first time I had to miss a game. I called my mom and was telling her about it. And she was talking to one of the personal trainers that I had at home. And he was like, oh, you know, it sounds like a torn labrum in the hip. And immediately I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, I didn't tear anything. Like, I'm I'm good. I can keep going. Yeah. Went to the doctors. They told me that I had to get an MRI. I had to get, you know, some dye injected into my hip. But I wasn't going to be able to get in for a month. So that really, to me, like, when I heard that, that just upset me. Because now that's a month of sitting out my freshman year, getting ready to do some awesome things and to have to put that on hold was devastating and luckily my roommate now and ended up being the roommate at the time um, Sam he was just nothing but the best support was doing my laundry doing everything for me like at one point during in time he was putting on my socks helping me put on shorts like it was weird at first because it's like here I am in my boxers, my roommate's grown man, right? Yeah, yeah grown, grown man. man just trying to <laughs> like, you know, just here I am having him dress me. And, you know, it, it was weird. But, you know, just knowing that I had that support was what got me through that that crucial month. Um, you know, I, it definitely played out in his favor, too, because I got him out of uh, waking up some early mornings to take me to the hospital because I lost feeling in my legs and it was rough. That month finally went by, went to the, get the MRI. And next minute I know I'm, I'm sitting here and, uh, you know, just, I thought it was going to be a waiting game again, wake up to a phone call the very next morning. And I recognize it's the doctor's office. And immediately my heart sank Seven thirty in the morning. I'm getting a call. I could tell by like the doctor, the way he was talking that it wasn't good news. And yeah he just told me he said hey you have you tore your labrum in your hip he's like I'm not gonna beat around the bush or anything I'm gonna tell you straight how it is he's like you tore your labrum you got bone overgrowth like this is gonna be a big surgery you're not gonna play next year either and immediately like even now I still get chills thinking about it I just bawled my eyes out I remember just cursing just through my phone just couldn't handle it at the time and yeah you know, unfortunately, I woke up my roommate during were, that. Were you around for that? Like, what were you? Yeah, I, we our freshman year, we had practice three to five every day. So we'd get to sleep in. Unlike this year, you know, we go early pretty much every day. Um, but, yeah, no, I normally wouldn't have to wake up till like, 9 o'clock-ish. And, like, here I was, like, 7.30, just hear, like, a smack. And it's his phone hitting the wall. And, oh. like, he's just so upset. And rightfully so. I mean, he worked really hard uh, to, you know, start as a freshman and, come in and make an impact 
Um, but yeah, it was definitely finally hearing that news. Like we, we kind of suspected it, but you never want to like admit the truth. You never really want to accept it. Yeah. Um, but once he actually heard and then he explained to me, I was like heartbroken on his behalf and I could, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom what he was going through. Yeah. That's hard. So, yeah. and you know, from there it was the call to coach Barber that I thought I was going to dread, you know, I thought it was just going to be. The kid that he brought in that he expected to play big minutes is now hurt. Now he's just going to move on from me, not give me the attention, the care. And it, it did worry me. I, I, you know, I called my mom first, obviously, and my dad. And I told them and, you know, my mom advised that I come home immediately, but I, I refused. So I made that tough walk over to his office, sat down so that I could be face to face with him broke the news and I just remember as soon as I did it like told him that look on his face like he was obviously upset kind of knew it was coming too but it was just that time that it was like damn this shit's really real now like what are what are our next steps and you know that's what I asked him I said what are my next steps what do I do from here and the first thing he told me was worry about your school now you know, that your season's done, worry about getting your grades up. He just continued to tell me that no matter what, that that spot's going to be there. I just got to work hard to get back. Academically, how did it affect you? Like you you spoke on that. How did you do in the classroom? Was it too much on your mind or were you able to focus or what? It, It definitely was too much on my mind. First semester, I didn't, you know, didn't have the best semester, but just like every other freshman trying to, you know, make that transition. And, you know, still trying to find my groove. Now I get hit with this. It was something that just put a blockade on my grades. Like, I'm pretty sure my first semester GPA was like a 2.7. And academics have never really been my thing. I was aiming for like a 3.2 or a 3.0 at the lowest. And to get that, it really, it hurt me. And it, which surprised me because I never really was big on my grades anyway. Yeah, that's that's definitely not an easy one. I can definitely relate to that one. I mean, I'm sure you you feel the pain. Like during COVID, I wasn't allowed to travel with the team. I wasn't allowed to do all the extra cool stuff. So my freshman year, I was sitting in a dorm room by myself sometimes, watching them play. And you know, it would. I was happy that they were you know out there getting the ball out. They'd get some big wins on the road. And, you know, seeing all the stories, hearing everyone talk about how fun the bus rides were after, like, those are the little things that make playing a sport in college so amazing. And to miss that freshman year and not be able to experience that, it was, that's honestly probably one of the things that hurt me the most was all those memories that I missed out on. Of course, of course, just being with the team, being with the boys and making those fun memories because it's not always just about being on the field, but. It's the things off the field too, so I can understand sitting in a room alone is not fun for yeah. sure. How did uh, how did you feel about that, Sammy? Like, what what were you were your thoughts? Like, were you just kind of focused on the game? Did you think about Logan when? Yeah, so actually, I played in our first game, and then played in our second. No, I missed our second one because of COVID. I got a false positive, and so I missed like the next three games, and so I actually didn't get to play with him when he got hurt, which really sucked. And so in the first game, it was against Messiah, um, where he did like get that initial hit, 
we didn't really draw it up to be anything. We thought it was just like, you know, after playing a full game, you're sore, you're a little banged up and whatnot. Yeah. And then it was the next game against Widener where like the injury really showed itself. I I couldn't do anything about it. Like, you know, and obviously when you get hurt, you don't want anyone touching you. Like you just want to roll around in agony or whatnot. Like he didn't want anyone to talk to him. Like it was, it was definitely really scary. Um, and then there were a lot of times through the season, the rest of that season, where, like, the only thing I think about when I'm on the field is I'd look over, see him with the crutches or, you know, just sitting on the bench, like, cheering me on. And, like, number one fan, 100%. Like, there's nobody who's who's coached me up more, supported me, and, like, just grown me as a lacrosse player, but also, like, been just the best example of, like, mental fortitude and, like, I agree. grit off the field. Which I is kind of, like, something no one ever really talks about is, like, all the, the 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 mental wear off the field because everyone's like oh it's so hard in the moment on the field but like the the mental fortitude he showed like was really inspiring and I don't know, it was it was pretty badass yeah I see it now I agree I mean being out on the field you know walking around coaching everybody up being positive always positive never always has a smile on his face never see this guy down negative but with everything he's been through man this guy most positive guy I know. No, I mean, honestly, with the amount of coaching he's doing right now, we're trying to get get him a little stipend or something, you know. Yeah. He shows up to, I mean, he's he's hurt, but I mean, he shows up to everything. He is encouraging. He's he's helping the younger guys out. I mean, he's helping us older guys out still. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out where his pay's at, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to talk to Coach about that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Family-wise, how, how did your family support you in all of this? I know you said your mom wanted you to come home right away from the injury. Yeah. Um, I can definitely relate to that. My mother wanted me to come home from when I injured myself. Yeah, so my parents were nothing but nothing but supportive, obviously. You know, making sure that, you know, I was okay every day. I was getting a call from not just my parents, but my brother, my sister, you know, just constantly checking up on me. And, of course, the tough decision was, do I go home and get surgery now? You know, I decided to risk not playing fall ball the next season um, because this doctor told me that if I, you know, wanted to finish out my academics, he could guarantee me back by spring. When I made that decision, my parents were still super supportive, even though my mom was a little upset and wanted me home earlier. And to this day, still messes with me about it. She's like, should have came home, should have came home, you know, just, you know, giving it to me. But, you know, just having their support was what got me through it as well, you know. Whenever I was upset, especially watching the boys play, I would just, you know, call her and I'd bake. I'd call her crying. I'd call her any time of the hour she was answering. My dad would wake up. He'd call me down. Like, they, knowing that I had them to call 24-7, made it a lot easier on me as well and you know even now to this day still not you know fully being recovered we'll get into that more later but my parents have been nothing but supportive of every decision me wanting to come back next season I pushed for that and didn't go the way I wanted um being the whole season no matter what I did they were supportive they were still there every game you know that I was playing in and obviously when I wasn't, I just told him, listen, don't don't waste the time in coming down. Like, you guys can live stream it. I'll come home whenever I can. It's, I, I don't want you guys wasting time, taking off work. We'll get through it. So just constantly having their support, spending the amounts of money that they have just to try and get me to get through a season, definitely something that 
you know, I can appreciate for a lifetime. Of course, of course. Family's big supporters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, your girlfriend, Shy, she cannot be here today, but you said she was a huge part of it as well as helping you out, supporting you. Yeah, um, absolutely. Share a little bit on that. So I didn't meet her until um, last year, so my sophomore year. So I already went through, like, probably the hardest part, but Sam over here introduced me to her, kicked it off, and... Just being around good her, man. There, that's good wingman. Absolutely, <laughs> always. You know, just being around her, she just constantly was making me laugh, get my mind off things, and just being super supportive. She kind of, whenever I'd be making a dumb decision of trying to play, she like, she just give me a look and be like, "Listen, you know it's stupid. You know you shouldn't be out there. Why are you gonna risk it now when you know you can recover and have a full season?" or two more seasons and finish out your career. We bumped heads a little bit on it because never sat out before, so I'm just dying to get back. And she just always, again, was supportive, helping me get my mind off it and just always making sure that I was taken care of. And sophomore year when it came around, again, this injury, she was just, no matter what I was going through, she was by my side making sure if I needed someone to, you know, drive me, obviously first one, first one up along with Sam, always willing to come home with me to make sure that I would make it home with driving that far. And even to the point where like there was times where we would be together and I'd just be crying because of my pain, telling me, why are you putting yourself through this? Why do you want to play so bad? You need to stop. You need to this. It was just always constant support. I just can't thank her enough for that. Just being able to keep me positive. That's a good girlfriend right there. That's wifey material right <laughs> yeah, there. Absolutely. That's all that's I got to say. Like, even now, he obviously is not the most mobile, but like you'll catch them playing video games together. Like she'll be playing on another console in her room and they'll still be having a great time even though they're not together. Just keeping spirits up. And I mean, it's pretty sick. You know, I don't think they've actually like got a dub together. <laughs> um, any of the games, but it's it's really awesome. It's a work in progress. Yeah, it's a work in progress. But it, it's awesome just to see uh, how uh, great of like a supporting factor she's been um, through the whole thing. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got some good support there yeah. from roommates, to mom and dad, to good girlfriend there. Yeah. So I want to get into this because I know that you were playing this fall and you were looking really good, balling out. And what happened? So we'll. We'll kick it back a notch and go back to sophomore year. So go home summer, freshman year actually, get surgery. Just after surgery, felt great. Was able to walk the next day. Obviously, I wasn't supposed to, but I was just so hungry to get back. I pushed myself so hard. I was was supposed to be in bed for the whole week. I was up on crutches. Um, my family at the time was moving, so we were down the shore for a little bit for two weeks so I was out walking the like blocks on my crutches just trying to you know stay active recovery was going great doctor didn't see a recovery as quick as mine had me doing like a article for it just to you know talk about the recovery month in got stretched wrong in PT felt a pop whole leg went numb immediately I knew something was wrong my first mistake was hiding it so I hit it for a couple hours, went to the gym later that day with my mom and dropped at one point. Couldn't, couldn't do anything. Just started crying, couldn't feel my leg. 
go back to the doctors the next day. They run a bunch of tests, tell me nothing's wrong, that I need to keep, just keep it going forward. Couldn't, couldn't do anything. They told me to relax for a week. I relaxed for the week. Well, then the pain starts traveling in my back because I relaxed. I got all tight. Those are some bogus doctors telling you. Yeah, dude. Dr. You see it was it was bad. So, you know, I just I trusted them though, because again, they're the specialists, I'm not. So kept going with that and you know, ended up back in PT a month later, you know, with that was after seeing back doctors being told I was fine. So the frustration was just built up. Just, I was done with laying around. I was done. I thought I was feeling sorry for myself. I went back to PT, kept going. It was time to move back in. Knew I wasn't going to play in the fall. And I came to PT down here and it was going really good. I felt really good. The um, physical therapist that I was working with over at Rehab to Perform they great even, people, by the way. Great people. Great people. They didn't even take my insurance. They gave me a discount because I was paying out of pocket. That's awesome. This yeah. is where my parents, I called them. I said, I trust them. They and take care of all of us over here. They're great. Not a hesitation from my parents. They were sending me 75 bucks every week to go once a week just to because I felt so comfortable. Went home and got cleared a month early. It was huge. I was already supposed to come back in the beginning of the season. Then it went to January. Now I'm here at the end of fall ball cleared. Obviously, Coach Barber said, let's play this smart. You're not playing fall ball, you know, like the last couple weeks. Let's just get you ready for the spring. So my first test was our Halloween costume game. Wanted to have fun. Went out there. Had a blast. Felt amazing. So then I started picking up running again, started just running a mile a day. Felt great. Go home in the winter, um, you know, lost track of the running a little bit, but I started getting back into lifting, felt good. Go into the season feeling amazing. Third game into the season, I go to hit a kid, fall over, land on that hip again. Immediately knew something was wrong, hit it again, made it halfway through the season. To the point where I dropped in one of our games again, and I was supposed to be at the doctor's that day, but told him that I had a test to take, so I couldn't make it, which was a lie because I wanted to. I knew that it was going to be my last game. Yeah. And you know, me and Sam shared a, an emotional moment in the locker room because we both knew that that was my last game for the season, and you know, there was there was tears, there was everything, and you know, I wasn't focused. I dropped. I got up pulled myself out because it wasn't fair to the team. And that night I left and went home. Again, guys still tell me nothing's going on. So then they're like, oh, you know, we see some tears in um, the fibers in your right butt cheek. And I was like, all right, like whatever. So now what? And they're like, oh, it'll just heal over time. Month goes by, pain's getting worse. They finally sent me to get cortisone shots. First round worked great. Went in there limping on crutches, came out walking. Was on cloud nine. And, of course, that was at the end of the season. So to prepare to get back, I started running again just to make sure I felt good. My girlfriend started running every day, so she motivated me to run every day. The days where I didn't want to, you know, run after working in a hot attic for my dad, I would, you know, she'd send me a screenshot of her running a mile. 
and she was working at the time. And you too. can't let her outwork you. There's I can't no let way. Her outwork yeah. me. And you know, it, and it was good because it motivated me. And you know, by the end of the summer, I was at a sub six minute mile. You know, we were running on vacation. I felt better than ever. Got uh, another round of those cortisone shots leading up into this year now. And, you know, in the fall, I was I was feeling good, um, was still working out. Coach Barber, I sat down with him, and he told me that that spot's still there. You know, he just told me, he's like, listen, I'm not going to let you play a lot this fall. Of course, immediately, I'm like, great, now what? I was a little frustrated at one point. I went back, I called my dad. I'm like, can you believe this bullshit, dude? Like, why the hell isn't he letting me play, blah, blah, blah. And he calmed me down immediately. He's like, dude, calm down. It's for your own good. I was like, all right. So I, I bought into that. Now, this is when you get in. This is, this is where you're, but you're also passing this advice to me now because I'm the one rushing back, trying to get back. And you're like, don't make the mistake I did. So yeah, so. You've been sharing it with me, so. So finally, I go in and he's like, you're only going to do 30 minutes today running over the over the summer i told him i'm i i would send him screenshots i was so excited of my sub six minute mile all that and he was nothing but proud of me and you know he said i need you for the whole season we're getting a whole season out of you so i was super excited about it bought in did my 30 minutes would go into the trainers and you know i was in the trainers three hours a day i just thought this is all part of recovery this is all part of the road back, you know, keep going in fall. We're increasing the time halfway through fall ball. I finally make it to my first full practice, nothing but happy, nothing but excited. And, you know, just so stoked. Cause I finally thought I was back Had our blue white scrimmage. Coach Barber told me I wasn't going to play a lot in that. And he told me one quarter if I'm lucky. Well, you got like he, two out of it, didn't you? He ended up letting me play a half because I felt so yeah. good. And, you know, we were looking good as a team. Then we roll around. We get to scrimmage an opponent with a different color jersey. He told me that I get one quarter. And I looked him in the eyes and I said, you know, you're going to give me one quarter if I feel good. He said, let's talk about it on game day. Just I felt amazing. Woke up that morning, you know, just on cloud nine. Me and Sammy having our finally our pregame ritual, you know, where we're just blasting music at eight o'clock in the morning, getting psyched, drinking our caffeine. What's the song of choice? It's the first song that goes on, real quick. It it, it changes every time. Okay. Dreams and nightmares. Dream. I mean, it could be really anything. Okay. Kanye, Jay Z. It's an, an, everything. An enormous collection. Yeah. That. And that. you know it it. Couldn't believe it. Never saw this day coming because of, you know, how last season went. So got super excited, got ready for the game. My parent, my mom was coming up to see me play. And that was the real test was her seeing me play because she can tell me if I'm hurting or if something looks wrong. I end up going out there having a great scrimmage, got two quarters out of it again. Fortunately, she had to go home due to some circumstances going on at home. But she called me in tears after the end of the game because she was so proud of me finally being back. And just the excitement I had, you know, I just remember celebrating with Sam and some of the guys just, you know, having a good time. And we had practice that week, went through practice, still feeling good, doing full practices. Wasn't supposed to play in the uh, the good old alumni game. 
somehow I weaseled my way into talking Coach Barber into it. Go out there in the alumni game, and first quarter goes great. Feeling good, you know, beating up on some of the alumni. Towards the end of the first quarter, my brother's roommate is out there. So I go to give him a good hit and plant, and my hip pops. Pops out. Immediately, I'm in tears. Couldn't feel my leg. Had pain immediately. Hobbled onto the sideline, threw my helmet, which... I never do. It's not part of my character. And I just look around and Coach Barber sees a look on my face and he just, he gave me my space. You know, that's when Sam came over and just hugged me. I was just broken. Broken yeah. to say the least. I had trouble walking again. Felt like I was doing it all over. You know, I go home a couple weeks later and I get a, another round of shots. Praying that this was going to work this time didn't work obviously it was upsetting because now I'm sitting out of the fall like the rest of captain's practices you know the fun stuff got my shots they didn't work just didn't do anything finally started to you know get back to my normal self somewhat went home for winter break still just was having a hard time couldn't walk still and that's when we figured it was probably time to see another doctor made a second opinion, and found out that I wasn't going to be able to move in and be back the first week with the team. That crushed me. I was in denial. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm yeah. not missing the first week. So I go back to my original doctor while still having that other appointment in mind, and I see that doctor, and just the look on his face when he saw me come, you know, sitting on the table, I could tell he was upset as well. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe this guy does care. He ran me through tests and he's like, your pain, you know, I could tell is not the same. And that's when the frustration really hit for me. And, you know, just looking him in the eyes and I told him, I was like, dude, we've, we've been through this how many times just fought with him in the office. And for him to tell me it was something else, telling me it's something in my groin, which he already declared was fine. Wanted to send me somewhere else where they didn't take insurance because it was considered experimental. I would have had to pay for the MRI out of pocket. I would have had to pay for the surgery out of pocket. Wasn't worth it. Got the second opinion. Found out the doctor told me that I'm not going to be playing this season. You know, we were back to where we're at today. Back to square one. Back, back to square one. That. Yeah. So with going through that, forward, moving forward, what is, obviously that's not easy. And you have to sit out a third season now. It's got to be tough on you, but you've taken up larger roles as being a guy on the sideline, um, coaching everybody up, obviously. Moving forward, where where do you see yourself going? Do you do you plan on getting on the field at least at one season, or what? Do you, what's absolutely there? There's still a fire in me that wants to get back on that field for one full season. You said taking on a bigger role. That's nothing more from Coach Barber. The time and effort that he's put into me when it it would just randomly dislocate freshman year, that man ran to the hospital at 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night, to sit with me to let Sam go back and rest up because we just played a game. And he sat with me in, in the emergency room until 2.30 Jeez. that morning. 
could have been there all night, Sammy. No, that so basically that story. Do you mind if I yeah go inter- for it? Uh, interject here. All right, so it was the I guess it would have been my first it was freshman year. Uh, we were playing Stevenson in conference for the first time. We got whooped, right? We got whooped, but played the entire game. You know, gave my heart out. You know, every every game I write um, Logan's number on my wrist because I just just in got him with him, you. you know, but yeah, got him always with you. on yeah, the field, of yeah. Um, and so my parents came to the game. We said, "Hey, what's up?" We were planning to get dinner with them after. So I was like, "You know, I'll ride with Logan. You know, we'll meet you guys there." And so we walk up to his truck, and he's like, "And, and so we go to throw his crutches because he's on crutches into the bed of his truck. Throws the the crutches into the truck, like into the bed, and then all of a sudden, just like he just starts like going down. But it's like." The slowest, like funniest. He's trying to grab everything on his way down. You know, he's going for, he's going for the bed, the bed handle. He's going for his tailgate. He's going the for the bumper. He's going for like me, and it, it just, it was like a very hectic fall. And like he slowly, he he made his way down there. He finally did did fall, but he he took his time. I, I did get into a habit freshman year of like popping his leg back into place, but we just couldn't get get it back into place. Yeah, um, crazy enough, and so. I threw him in the bed of his truck and drove him <laughs> to the hospital. Luckily, luckily, luckily the hospital, because he had to like stay perfectly straight. Yeah. And luckily the hospital is only like a five minute drive because you got to, you know. Of course, you gotta yeah, you got to come out of camp. next door, but you got to yeah. make your way around um, Hood. And so I'm sitting with him there for like an hour or two. And then Barbara texts me like, hey, like I'll come or coach Barbara, sorry, um, text, text me saying, um, like, Hey, I'll come take over for you. Like go get some sleep. So I didn't actually end up going to sleep. I went out and got food. Um, and then I brought Logan back some food. Um, after some Buffalo wings. Yeah. I got him some wings. Yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, he was there till I think four, four thirty with Barbara, uh, coach Barbara somewhere. And there, yeah. well, yeah, I was, I, I honestly thought like he was going to sleep there overnight. Um, and I was on Instagram at like 4am. Barber saw that I was active on Instagram and he's like, he slides up and he's like, I sent you home so you could get some sleep. What the hell are you doing up? And I didn't answer. I just like put my phone away and went to bed. And then eventually I heard, I heard him come back in. So obviously I got up and made sure he was good to go and whatnot and made sure he knew he, he had wings and stuff. Yummy breakfast right there for you. Yeah, no, it was. Dude, nah, it I was. mean, we had a lot of stories like that. Like I, I remember there was just one. There was one probably like a Tuesday, where I was asleep, and it's like midnight, and all of a sudden it's, hey Sammy, I gotta go to the ER, and then I just like I just roll out of bed, like put on like no sweatshirt, nothing, like we just just rush to the hospital, um, and we that happened a few times, um. And like he said earlier, like, yeah, it got me out of some like early morning stuff. But like that in itself was very early morning. Um, but obviously, I'd rather be there. Got us um, out of class as well for that day. Yeah. Shout yeah, out Coach was, Barber for that. Too. It, was, it was awesome. Um, in, in some aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Pros and cons there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, this, the strange thing is I've known Logue for like three years now. But I'd say like two thirds of the time I've known him, he's been hurt. Like, so I've known him for hurt longer than I have healthy my um, girlfriends we've been dating year in like four or five months I've been crippled for the whole time limping for probably I want to say 13 out of those 16 months that we've been together that's that's not easy no but like the the thing about Logan is like 
he's been hurt for so long, but if you knew him beforehand, like you don't really see much of a change in his demeanor as a person, like and and like what he does too, because like he you know you see athletes who are on like such a an incline and then all of a sudden they hit a speed bump or something and they spiral you know they start doing drugs you know get into breaking the law and whatnot and i mean don't get me wrong we've gotten in our fair fair share of trouble but you know we uh he um he obviously you know stuck true to himself and like stayed not i want to say positive through all of it because there definitely were some times like him falling down the stairs while using crutches and you know him he's we're in the middle of a highway his leg he's driving for whatever reason we let him drive and his leg his leg goes numb and like we start swerving like, oh boy and, and he's an accident no and like it happened like for like a two minutes straight he's like no, no i got it and then we go right back off the road no no i got it we go right and then we finally pulled over and i was like dude get get in the passenger seat and so luckily actually his his truck that he was using at the time was my dream truck so i finally got to drive gmc sierra like 2021 20, or something like that brand new you know got to drive that it was know. a lease yeah but i mean still got to drive it though so that was pretty sick for me he got to live but, out his dream because because you're him yeah right? yeah but, i mean i mean the, the, we've had our best memories when he's been hurt and and like it's not because he's hurt but you know i'm glad that him being hurt hasn't like stopped that just just making the best of what he can absolutely exactly, yeah. yeah well i can definitely vouch for logan saying that when the guy is healthy, he balls out. I've seen it. 100%. seen it live in person. Um, talking a couple years a couple years ago, but I've seen it live in person. <laughs> but I'm excited to get see him get back when you are back next year. And I'll hopefully be back next year. You can ball out with Sammy for a year, and you guys get to actually play a full season together, which I'll be back. I'm, I'll be back next year. Next fall is the goal, but again, got to take it slow this time. So probably next spring is realistic. Well, I want to join you on that because me myself trying to get back, but absolutely. All right, Logan, you got it. Any last words? Any last advice you want to give anybody? Might be listening. Absolutely, yeah. You know, as positive as I can be is as just, I guess, as impactful as I could be. You know, to the team. You know, when you go through an injury, the best thing to do is, you know, look to the people around you. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today, like mentally without, you know, Sam, my girlfriend, Coach Barber, the team, like just still being around and, you know, just being ready to adapt to whatever the future is going to look like now, you know. This season, you know, I'm trying to take on more of a leadership role, you know, coach younger kids up, you know, coach the little things to try and help coach Barber take the stress off worrying about, you know, little things. So the best advice I could just give is give it time, let time, you know, dictate everything, you know, when, when you're coming back, don't rush back, you know, don't try and be in hero. You're going to be hungry, that hunger inside of you, let that just make you even more prepared and, you know, just listen and, you know, do what's, do what's right for your body. Your body will tell you everything that you need to know. Awesome, Logan. I love it, man. Well, again, thank you guys for being on the show. Logan Rhodes, Sammy Patnick, men's lacrosse. Uh, again, I'm James Fay, and this is Sideline. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. I'm your host, James Fay, and this is Sideline. 
I'd just like to leave you with one thing. When life's dragging you down, be a grasshopper and hop forward. If you have any questions or advice you'd like to be answered on the show, email us at sidelineathletespodcast at gmail.com or follow and DM us on Instagram at sideline underscore podcast. See you next week.